Hey guys, it's Sim and this is Wrestling Unlimited as it's Friday and tonight was Friday Night Smackdown. First night's Friday Night Smackdown is go. I thought it was a very easy show to watch. I thought it progressed a bunch of storylines. We did a lot of good things. I thought it was a really good episode of Smackdown as far as being very productive, as we like to say here. We like to say that, you know, when a show does things right, it's a productive show. When it builds storylines, whether that's existing storylines continuing, starting up some new stuff and going forward with that, or just building up upon what we already know they're going towards. They did that tonight. We got more stuff with damage control and what the dissension there of them probably kicking Bailey out. We got a tournament coming up for the United States Championship number one contendership. We got Randy Orton picking SmackDown over Raw and then hitting the GM with an RKO at the end of the show. Like, whoo boy. We got more stuff in there with Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee. Those two might meet again in this U.S. title number one contendership tournament. So a lot going on. Butch now wants to be a single star, but lost tonight, so I don't know. Got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to get into. CM Punk will be on the show next week. Next week on SmackDown. So much stuff. But with that, my notes just froze. So give me one second to try and refresh this Google Doc. Give me one second. But as we... Wait for that to reload. I'll do the housekeeping, remember, guys? So thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one. Of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon excuse me, Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember head over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to the channel and that join button to become a channel member. And also remember, um, donate some super chats in the live chat as well. All super chats are greatly appreciated. Get your comment, question, or concern read live on the air, and it helps keep the lights on. It keeps us going. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game like Alan Wake 2, getting Chucky in Dead by Daylight, Claiming the free game, Jiu-Jitsu Squad, and a mighty, mighty Fight Federation. Or you're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, and Fall Guys. Use this code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout. And you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Hell, go get Disney Speedstorm on the Epic Game Store. It's free. Use this code. And then get the new Battle Pass for the new Frozen Let It Go season. And then go play Fortnite and get Eminem. And then get the new Battle Pass because the new season drops tomorrow. It's the Big Bang event. Heck, you like football? You like Rocket League? There's a crossover event going on right now in football with the NFL and Rocket League. And when you buy bucks for any of those, use this code right here. P-W-Unlimited. P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. 
So with all of that, we got Monday Night Raw to talk. No, we don't. We have Friday Night Smackdown to talk about. My notes are still frozen, so let's close this entire web browser and reopen it. Go to Google Docs. Boom, boom, boom. Why can't I? There it goes. Also, that Ric Flair promo on Rampage tonight. Oh, my God, was that heavily edited. Oh, my God, was that heavily edited. Like, obviously, super obvious that it was heavily edited. And none of the women 18 to 28 come meet us at the hotel. And then they didn't. They cut that out. And you just hear Rick go, Oh, we're going to be partying all night, all night, all night. And we can't tell you like back in the day where we're going to be, but they're going to be AEW strong. I'm like, God damn, this guy's on something. Yeah, apparently the promo was way worse. Way worse. As far as SmackDown does go. Kevin Packer. Can't speak right now. Kevin Patrick, welcome everyone to the show. And he was on the commentary team with Corey Graves and Michael Cole. Bianca Belair then made her way out to the ring. We got a video package chronicling the Women's War Games match last Saturday at Survivor Series. So this is really a paint-by-numbers kind of segment. The babyface comes out. The babyface says, hey, we beat the heels. Now I want a shot at the title. Then the champion and her people come out. And then they talk crap to the babyface. And then the babyface says, what do I got to do to get a title shot? And then they say, oh, you have to do this and that and this. And then she says, I'll do it all. It was so, this is, it was kind of boring, if I'm going to be honest. So the crowd chants EST and Belair was happy about that. Belair said that she is the greatest and was happy to be in Brooklyn. Blair said that she and her team did, quote, exactly what they needed to get done at War Games. Blair shouted out uh, Becky Lynch, Shotzi, Charlotte Flair. Oh, my nose froze again. Uh, Blair shouted out Becky Lynch, Shotzi, and Charlotte Flair. Blair said that while, while the win felt good, her war with damage control still isn't over because she wants EO Sky. And the AEW, the WWE Women's Championship. I don't know why. Sorry, anyway. For some reason, there's, the Google Docs is not wanting to work all of a sudden, and it keeps freezing up on me. Um, from there, Sky's music hit, and Damage Control without Bailey makes their way out to the ring. Dakota Kai had a microphone and said that it was great how Belair could get everyone to cheer for her. Um, Kai followed this up, or Kai said the sky said that it smells in Brooklyn. And then Kai followed this up by saying the sky to the Belair is already in over her head. Kai said if Belair wants another shot, she's going to have to go through all members of damage control. Belair said, okay, who do I got to go through first? And then out comes Charlotte and Shotzi. They come out, they get into the ring and all the women just start brawling again. Still no Bailey. <clears throat> So Charlotte, um, so yeah, they all brawl. Kyrie at one point was like, I'll face her. And yeah, it's just a kind of boring segment, if I'm going to be honest. Didn't really do much to open the show. So we go backstage and damage control shown walking around and Bailey walks up all of a sudden and is like, hey, you know, I would have been out there with you guys if anybody told me you were going to go interrupt Bianca if you were going to go out there. And they're like, 
oh, don't worry about it. It's all good. Bader's like, well, what's up now? And they're like, well, Kyrie's going to face Bianca later on tonight. And, they're, and Bailey's like, okay. So what about you want me out there, this and that? And they're like, yeah, just come with us. And they're kind of annoyed with Bailey. Then we had Bobby Lashley against Butch. Apparently this was from a segment on the SmackDown Lowdown last week where Butch said something about wanting to be wanting to go at it as a single star now and then he wants to make a name for himself. He's going to make a name for himself on Bobby Lashley. And before the match started, Lashley took a microphone and was drowned out with Bobby Chance. Lashley told Butch not to try and make a name for himself against him. Butch then slapped the hell out of Lashley and the match began. Butch jump-started the match with a leap at Lashley. But Lashley just grabbed him and threw him. Lashley then whipped Butch into the corner, and the crowd kind of just was, like, there for it, but not really. And my notes froze again. God dang it. But hold on. Let me open my notes in a different browser. My Chrome browser just doesn't want to work with Google Docs right now. So let's go here. All right, let's open this. See if this works. Okay. Roll back down to where we were. The crowd starts chanting for Bobby's chanting, let's go, Bobby. Butch eventually cut Lashley off and dropkicked Lashley to the outside while Lashley was on the outside of the ring. Butch landed a moonsault from the second rope to take the show to commercial break. Butch, or back from the break, back from the break, Lashley had control again inside the ring. Lashley held Butch in a vertical suplex, but Butch fought out of it. Until Lashley met Butch with a huge, huge slam. Lashley threw Butch to the outside. Lashley rammed Butch into the ring post, but back in the ring, Lashley went for a spear. Butch moved, and Lashley ran into the post. Butch fired up and hit a double stomp on Lashley's arm. Butch then landed a blockbuster. Ultimately, Lashley stopped Butch's momentum and got him into the power slam position and slammed him down for a good two. Lashley then yelled at Butch and said, stay down. Butch slapped him. Lashley eventually hit him with a huge wild spear. And there we go. Bobby Lashley picks up the win. And Corey Graves tells us, when Lashley hits you with a spear like that, ain't nobody getting up. I don't care how big you are, how small you are, how much power, how much tenacity you have, how much strength you have. You ain't kicking out when Lashley hits you with a spear like that. We get Nick Aldis. In his office in the back, Paul Heyman walks in and asked Aldis if he invited Randy Orton to SmackDown or not. Aldis said he did because he wants to sign Orton to the blue brand. He's going to offer him a contract tonight on the show. Heyman asked if Roman Reigns knew about this, and Aldis said their interaction currently meant that Reigns would know. Aldis then asked Heyman what he'd do if it ends up being Orton signing on SmackDown. He goes, anything. I'll do whatever it takes to sign Orton. I don't even care if I have to try to trade the whole bloodline to Raw. If I have to get rid of the bloodline for Orton to want to be here, I would do it. Basically, he's like, Randy Orton is more important to me than all the bloodline. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now, I appreciated this that they did tonight. When Randy Orton came back at Survivor Series, he was in war games, they won the match, and then... 
CM Punk comes out. Now, all anybody wants to talk about for the next three days is CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. That night, all CM Punk talk. Sunday, all CM Punk talk. Monday going in and coming out of Raw, all CM Punk talk. Oh, hey, Randy Orton did return. Oh, hey, Randy Orton was in War Games. Oh, hey, Randy Orton was also on Raw. So I appreciate that tonight was all about Randy. No Punk, other than the mention of his return, and that he'll be on SmackDown next week. But they didn't overshadow Randy again, because they've done it twice now. So I'm glad that tonight was all about Randy. The Butch was shown walking backstage, and Caleb Braxton showed up to ask Butch while Ridge walked out on him last week. Butch said that he really didn't know, and he didn't care, because the, he was here to fight. Pretty Deadly then walked into frame and told Butch not to be so sad. He said Butch's career is at a dead end, and Butch attacked both guys until, well, they threw Butch into a road case and then left Butch laying. So, yeah. I guess he's going to fight one of them next week, probably. Santos Escobar was backstage with Kathy Kelly. She interviewed him in Gorilla. Escobar said that he's only finishing what Rey Mysterio started. Escobar said the Walking Wild and Cruz del Toro are still blinded by Rey Mysterio. Escobar said that he's going to put Wild on the shelf, quote, right now. So he goes to the ring for their match. Escobar took on Walking Wild in a four-minute match. Also, the Butch Bobby Lashley match went eight minutes. This match is really good. I thought this was really well. This went really well. This was a great showing for Walking Wild. And yeah, I thought this was a really, really good match. So Wild started the match off with a drop kick in the corner. Wild followed this up with an elbow, and Escobar rolled to the outside. Wild landed a springboard splash. Wild then rolled Escobar back into the ring, but Escobar rolled right back out. Wild landed another impressive splash, and back in the ring, Escobar cut Wild off and draped Wild over the top rope. Escobar and then hit a running drop kick and pounded on Escobar before ripping off Wild's LWO shirt. Escobar worked Wild's arm, but Wild need his way out of it. Wild got in some punches, but then ultimately a drop kick to Escobar's knee took down Escobar. Wild then followed this up with a running knee to Escobar's head. Wild then landed a pretty rolling DDT and got a two off of it. Wild then ran at Escobar, but Escobar countered into a super kick. Escobar then hit a phantom driver and picked up the victory. So there we go. Santos Escobar gets the win, but they gave a lot of offense in this short match to Walking Wild, and I appreciated that. Because I'm like, oh. Because the match starts, and I go, Wild's getting squashed. No, this was not a squash. This was not a squash. Wild was very competitive against Santos, and we got a really good four-minute match. As good as a four-minute match with these two guys on a SmackDown can and is allowed to be. After the match, Escobar pounded on Wild some more before Dragon Lee's music hit, and Lee ran to the ring to make the save. It looked like Escobar had left, but then he slid back into the ring as Lee was checking on Wild. Lee then fought Escobar off with a series of kicks. Lee hit a running drop kick, and Lee's music hit to end the segment. So yeah, we're still building up more Santos Escobar, Dragon Lee, and as we learn later, both men will be in the U.S. title number one contendership tournament. So I assume maybe there's a chance... They face each other in that tournament, eight-man tournament. So Nick Aldis is shown backstage. He's talking to Logan Paul. They shake hands, and commentary says, Logan Paul has not been here since he won the title, and now he's here to look for his first challenger. 
We go to break, and when we come back, Nick Aldis is in his office. Adam Pierce then comes in. Pierce is like, what is this I'm hearing? You want to sign Randy Orton? A Raw legend? You really think you're going to do that? He goes, I'm going to try. I've got a contract right here that I'm going to offer Randy in the middle of the ring later. Pierce goes, okay, cool. I thought that's what this was, so I brought a Raw contract. And we'll let Randy decide who he wants to sign with. So, more tension between the GMs. And, yeah, we'll see where that leads to. So, we got the Logan Paul segment. Paul came out, and this was kind of weird at first. He said, quote, To everybody who stabbed me in the back and prayed on my downfall, where are you now? Paul said, the more people hope he fails, the harder he works. Paul said, he, the, the harder he works, the more he wins. Paul shouted like, the Tasmanian devil, he just goes, oh, yeah. I've got a desire to change things or something like that. And I'm like, what the crap? It really, it sounded like the Tasmanian devil. Because he was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what the, what the shit was that? Crowd started to boo him. Paul said a champion is only good as his challenger. And even though maybe he would want to give Rey Mysterio another shot at the belt or rematch for the title, Rey's out injured. So, well, <laughs> I can't do that. Also, they had a good talk with Nick Aldis, though. And they've come to the agreement that they're going to create a tournament. Tournament with eight men. With the winner getting a shot at him and the U.S. title. In this tournament will be Austin Theory, Dragon Lee, Grayson Waller, Kevin Owens, Santos Escobar, Karrion Cross, and one member of the NXT roster. I don't know who it's going to be, but I wouldn't be against giving it to Axiom after that great performance he had with Dragon Lee on SmackDown not too long ago. I'd say give it to Axiom. I don't know, again, who it's going to be, whether it's somebody we've already seen on the main roster for NXT or somebody new to the main roster from NXT. I'm trying to think. Who could this be? Let's pull up the SmackDown roster really fast, or the NXT roster. Let's pull up the NXT roster. Go to Superstars tab. So let's do this. Let's pull this up on the screen. Go here. We're going to look at the SmackDown roster. What the shit? Okay, hold on. That's weird. It won't let me capture a browser. Hold on. Let's do this. For some reason, I just... Why won't it let me capture the browser? Oh, wrong screen. I'm a dum-dum. Okay. We got the, the rosters here. Let's switch this over to NXT and see who maybe this could be. Got it, Chase. Andre Chase. I can see it being Axiom. Corbin's got stuff going on with the NXT title. Ron Breaker, no. Marco Nima, No. Brooks Jensen, no. Hayes, no. Um, Dijak, maybe. Drew Gulak, no. Duke Hudson would be cool, but no. Eddie Thorpe, doubt it. Um, Joe Coffey, maybe. 
There's that rumor that Gallus could be getting called to the main roster. So I can see this being Joe Coffey and like the introduction of Gallus to the main roster. Joe Gacy, probably not. I don't know what he's doing. He's hiding under the ring. That's what he's doing. Stealing the ring bell. Uh, Alexis King ain't going to be him. Malik Blade, nope. Lucian Price, no. Still haven't removed Mackenzie Mitchell off the roster. Interesting. On her page really fast. Yeah, she's still listed as NXT. She said she was fired today. Uh, or Mensa, they're doing too much with Metaphor. Uh, ain't gonna be old Reggie Scripps. Uh, yeah, I can really see it being Joe, Co uh, Joe Coffey. That one would make a lot of sense. Especially with the rumors that they want to bring Gallus to the main roster. Or maybe Nathan Frazier. If, if I'm picking anybody, either Axiom or Nathan Frazier, but from what we've heard, maybe Joe Coffey. Uh, Jordan in the Twitch chat says maybe Trick Williams. No, nah, he's in the Iron Survivor. He's doing stuff already. He's busy right now. Plus, he's got that whole storyline with Mello. <laughs> but anyways, Kevin Owens' music hits. Owen soaks in some cheers as he stood in the ring with Paul. Owens calls Paul a nightmare. He's like, I remember watching you on that one app. What was it called? Fine or whatever. And I knew that within six seconds, I wasn't going to have to see you anymore. You, you jackass. Owens call. He's like, he said something about that crap drink. Making fun of Prime. Which, hey, Primes aren't bad. I got a Prime right here. That Prime right there. I must have drank it. Never mind. I must have threw it away already. Um... Paul said that he had been in the ring with the greatest boxers in the world. And he didn't need more than six seconds with them. Maybe he can take those six seconds to KO KO. Owen said Paul was clever. Owen said boxing is another world. And the WWE ring is Owens' world. Owens stepped to Paul and now comes Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. Theory said that they were standing in the ring with Paul who knocks people out. Theory was mouthing off, and Owens, well, punched him in the face. Owens then stepped to Paul. Owens' music hits, and the two stared at each other as the segment ended, and we went to break. We then come back, and we've got Kevin Owens versus Grayson Waller in an 11-minute match. Good match. Logan Paul was on commentary. Owens had control early, and the action spilled to the outside. When they got back to the ring, Waller had the upper hand for a minute or three. Waller laid in some blows, and hit an elbow drop from the second rope for a two. Waller went for a suplex, but Owens countered into a vertical suplex of his own. Owens went for a cannonball, but he stopped running when Waller rolled to the outside. Waller then slammed Owens onto the announce table, but Owens came back and hit a clothesline and a frog splash on Waller from the apron to the floor on the outside. Owens then fired up the crowd, Excuse me. but Waller ran Owens into the ring post. With the referee distracted, Theory then grabbed Owens' hand and slammed it really hard onto the steel steps. He then rolls them back into the ring and starts yelling at, at Waller, Hey, his hand. I heard his hand. Get his hand. Get his hand. Get his hand. Get his hand. We go to commercial break, and when we come back, commentary tells us that, Oh, a word from ringside is that Owens may have a broken hand. Okay. Waller was still working over the hand. Waller went for his rolling DDT, but Owens countered into a DDT of his own. This rolling DDT he does is so preposterous. 
He literally gets out of the ring, runs as far back as he can up to the wall, then runs back in the ring, dives over the uh, bottom rope, does a roll, jumps up, and it's a athletic-looking move, the way he runs in, ro- does the dive into the roll, and pops himself. It's an athletic-looking move, but it's so preposterous for your opponents to just wait there for it, and wait there for it, and wait there for it. Because it's not like your opponent's down. It's a DDT. So your opponent's up, waiting for you to come at them. But Owens didn't this time. Owens countered it into his own DDT. Owens then hit a headbutt and some chops. Owens then landed a cannonball and went to the top to follow this up with the swanton. Got a nice near fall off of it. Logan then called Owens. He said, they said, so are you worried about maybe Kevin Owens in this tournament? He goes, who? Kevin Owens? I see him as Otis on a diet. And I'm like, oh my God. It's Pop Corey Graves. I'll say that right now. Pop Corey Graves. Paul slowed things down by going back to Owens' hand and arm. Owens made it to the ropes for a break, but Waller went to kick Owens' hand. Still, Owens moved and Waller got the win. A roll of, uh, Owens moved and rolled Waller up for the win. So there we go. Kevin Owens does get the victory. Not a bad match at all. Not a bad match at all. So we get a video looking at the return of CM Punk and everything he did this week from Survivor Series to Raw. They then let us know that next week, Punk will be on SmackDown. We then got our main event match. It was Bianca Belair against Kyrie Sane in a 10 and a half minute match. So Bianca's in the ring and we go to Gorilla. All the damage controls there and Bailey's like, all right, let's go. What's next? And they're like, uh, well, and Eo just goes, you stay here. And Bailey's like, what? And they go to the ring without her. I'm like, okay. Interesting. Because, like, it's not like they were mad that Bailey didn't come out earlier. They weren't. And now they don't want Bailey out there now. So it's like, they don't want Bailey around. The match was good. I would say it was good, not great. As far as a like TV main event, mm, it sufficed. It wasn't bad. I mean, I don't know how many people this is going to keep to the end of the show. Like saying, Bianca Belair versus Kyrie Sane in your main event. It's like, oh, okay. There's college football on. Just saying. It's not a, what they would call, marquee main event, if you get what I'm saying. So saying kick Belair in, in the butt early on. Belair responded with a shoulder block. Sane went for a head scissor takedown, but Belair flipped through it. Belair then lifted Sane up, but Sane punched her way out, and there was like a tug of war with her hair. Belair went for the ropes, but Asuka tripped Belair and Sane took control. Sane then ran the ropes, and Charlotte tripped Sane. The ref saw that and ejected them. Asuka then tried to get involved, and she ejected damage control as well, and so the ref was just like, everybody, gone, get the hell out of here into a break. Come back and it's one-on-one. Sane worked a twisted Boston crab before running Belair into the post. Before long, Belair rolled Sane out of the ring, or out of a uh, rolled Sane out of a submission attempt. Belair then fired up and slammed Sane repeatedly. Belair threw Sane across the ring and did the punches in the corner. Belair then followed this up with a springboard standing moonsault for a near fall. Sane ran at Belair, but Belair caught her and dropped her kind of awkwardly almost on her head. Or a two. Sane then got up and hit a spinning back fist. 
Sane went to go to the top, went to the top and landed an elbow and got a two off of it. Sane went for another back fist, but Belair cut her off and hit her with like a jaded type move. Sane then rolled Belair to the outside. As a result, Belair hit a jaded on Sane, draping Sane over the guardrail on the outside. Belair then tried to get back in the ring when Bailey would show up and grab her by her hair and just yoink her, yoink her hard, and she pulled right on the apron. Bailey then pumped up Kyrie Sane, and Kyrie's like, "What are you doing here?" Bailey's like, "Go, go! You got this! You got this!" Kyrie goes to the top rope and is stopped by Bianca Belair. Bianca then grabs her, hits her with the KOD, bada bing, bada boom. And there we go. Belair pins Sane. Now, now this was the main event match. It wasn't the main event segment. The Randy Orton thing. Probably held the audience, I would say. But if this was like the match match at the end, no offense. I don't think I don't, I don't know if this match would have held the audience. We did learn a couple things for next week. Again, like I stated, CM Punk will appear on the show. It'll actually be tribute to the troops. Asuka will wrestle Charlotte Flair. And in the first match of the tournament, in the, yeah, first two matches of the U.S. title tournament, Lashley will take on Karrion Cross. And Dragon Lee will take on Santos Escobar. Then, Randall Keith Orton. Or should I just say, Daddy's back. They're really playing into that. I don't know who came up with that line. Whether Randy... Because it, it felt like on Raw, Randy came up with it on the fly. The way just he said it. Because he's like, I hear mommy this. I hear mommy that. And then he kind of pauses for a second and goes, Well, Daddy's back. I don't know if he was told to say that and someone else came up with that line or if he came up with that line, but they're running with it because the advertising today was Daddy Returns to SmackDown. And now they have a shirt that on the front, it's got the RKO logo, and on the back, it says Daddy's Back. So they're really running with that Daddy thing with Randy Orton. Nick Aldis and Adam Pearce stood in the ring. Aldis announced Orton, and Orton made his entrance. The crowd chanted Orton's name, and Orton played into it, hoping or hopping onto the second rope. To get them all fired up. Orton. And took off his vest. And threw it. As they chanted RKO. Pierce started to talk. And Aldis interrupted him. The two GMs kept interrupting one another. Pierce offered Orton a shot. At the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And Aldis said he could offer Orton. Quote. The guys who took him out. On cue. Paul Heyman said. Ladies and gentlemen. Into the microphone. Heyman walked out with no music. And said, my name is Paul Heyman. Heyman said, look who's back. Heyman said, Orton came home to look for revenge. But Heyman said that there will be no RKO's this evening. And there will be no this decision made by Orton. Because the bloodline is going to make that decision for him. Solo Sokoa's music would hit and Solo would hit the ring. Along with Jimmy Uso. They made their respective ways down to the ring. Uso and Sokoa put the boots to Orton before, well, LA Knight would come out. Crowd goes nuts, and he tries to make the save. Knight does make the save. He ran into the ring and took down both members of the bloodline until Sokoa pulled Knight outside, and the two fought to the back. Inside the ring, it was nothing more than Orton and Jimmy. Orton threw Jimmy onto the apron and hit him with a draping DDT. Orton then landed an RKO on Uso. Heyman looked very, very angry. Like, ah. Oh. I was chanting for Orton. 
They're chanting Randy, Randy, Randy. Orton asks both, uh, has both contracts. Orton asks for both of them. He picks up the microphone. He said, Heyman, go to Raw. You're safe on Raw. Orton then threw the Raw contract away and signed the SmackDown deal. Ooh, that was weird. I sucked in like a, a ton of air. And my throat just got super like just dry. Randy Orton signs with SmackDown. Randy Orton is now a member of the blue brand. Orton then threw the contract at Uso after signing it. It was laid out in the middle of the ring, which I got a very funny video I'm going to try to find on Twitter to play for you guys here after this. Orton then had the microphone and said, Hey, Paul, you can call Roman Reigns. And you can tell him, Daddy's back. Woo, crowd lost their minds. Orton's music hits. Orton does what Orton does. The whole no mic, but still talking crap. He's like, that, That's vintage Orton, as, as um, Michael Cole likes to say. Just in the ring, just standing there, talking crap, just looking around. That's the Randy Orton we know and love. Aldis then enters the ring, and he raises Randy Orton's arm. Orton then looks at him, and in a fun twist, hits him with an RKO. Yes, Randy RKO's the SmackDown general manager. Orton then poses on the second ropes. Aldis is laid out in the ring. Jimmy is laid out in the ring, and the show goes off the air. Now, let me see if I can find this Jimmy Uso video, because this is really funny. Where was it? It was on Twitter. Like a fan video taken after the show when they're trying to set up for the dark match main event. I think it was Cody and Jimmy. Here it is. Pull this up on the screen. So, you got the black carpet in the ring, right? For the closing segment. And they're trying to roll it away because they got one more match to go. And Jimmy's just dead, so watch this. They grab Jimmy. Referee just, they roll Jimmy out of the ring. That's not even the best part. They roll Jimmy. They roll Jimmy. They roll Jimmy. This other guy comes over, grabs Jimmy, and holds Jimmy. They move the carpet. Mike Rome then tells the crowd, I'm not playing the audio because I don't want to get claimed. Mike Rome then tells the crowd, coming up next for your main event in the evening, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And they put Jay back in the rings. I don't know if it was Jay versus Cody in the main event dark match, but that's funny as shit. Jimmy playing into it. I love it. It's great. It's cool. It's awesome. But that, ladies and gentlemen, was Friday Night Smackdown. Great show. Good show. Most of it on point. The opening segment was kind of meh, but everything else I really enjoyed. So now we're getting the Twitch poll going really fast. I liked it. It was all right. I didn't like it. <clears throat> all right. Twitch poll is live, so go vote in that for us. We'll check the other polls while you guys vote there. As far as the... X poll does go. <clears throat> 69% liked the show. 26% thought it was just all right. And 3% did.
didn't like it. Looking at the YouTube community poll, 79% liked the show, 15% thought it was just all right, and 6% didn't like it. Looking at some of the comments, this person says, loved it. Person says, prior to Randy Orton and SmackDown return, Jimmy Uso should be traded to WWE Raw to continue the feud with Jey Uso. That ain't going to work. You can't put the bloodline on Raw when Rand, when Roman's got the SmackDown world belt. Then you have both world titles on Raw and no world title on SmackDown? What the what? The what? Other person says, daddy's home. Bunch of hearts and laughing, crying emojis. And then this person says, the removal of Bailey from damage control is getting closer. I wonder when it's going to happen. Yeah, it is getting closer. Hick, I would keep it going till Rumble and maybe have Kyrie eliminate Bailey from the Rumble. That would be a great way to do it. Have Kyrie eliminate Bailey from the Rumble. Then you go to SmackDown the next week and Bailey goes, What was that? And um, Dakota's just like, or even EO is just like, You were eliminated from the Rumble because you've been eliminated from damage control. That would be. Such a great way to do it. And then we can get Bailey and EO, Bailey and Kyrie, Bailey and Asuka. But yeah, I think that would be a great way to do it. You have, because it's got to be Kyrie. It's got to be Kyrie that does it. You've Kyrie, elimin- like I said, eliminate Bailey. Basically, as your elimination of Bailey out of the group. So yeah. And as we look at the YouTube live poll. liked the show, 17% thought it was just all right, and 2% didn't like it. Looking over here at the Twitch poll, 100% liked the show. Speaking of Twitch, I'm going to be live in a little bit, twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy. I'm going to be playing some more Fortnite to try and finish up that battle pass before the big event tomorrow that turns everything into Season 5, Chapter 1. We're going to play some Fortnite tonight. We're going to try to finish this battle pass and get everything we can out of it the servers do go down so with that guys i want to say thank you for joining me here twitch.tv forward slash pw unlimited youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited and podcast services all around the globe like twitch stitcher spotify google pod apple pod anchor iheart radio and so much more with that guys we'll follow me on twitch twitch.tv forward slash timmy buddies we can hang out some more have some fun tonight Maybe even join me for a game or two if you got Fortnite. We'll do some squads. We'll do some some trios. I'll probably link up with Bangs, play with him. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your night. Have a great weekend. I'm taking the kids and the family to Universal Studios on Sunday, so that should be fun. So with that, have a great weekend, and I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.